You're listening to the Latitude Photography Podcast, where we talk about all things related to travel and nature photography. I'm your host, Brent Bergham, and I absolutely love to travel and explore Earth's exquisite landscapes. Today, I have two main topics to talk about. The first is going to be the seven principles from the Leave No Trace Center for Outdoor Ethics. And my second topic is about my gear giveaway, where if you subscribe to the show or my email list, or there's one other way to enter, you can actually win a camera bag or maybe a copy of Lumenzia or a Skype session with myself. So let's get to it. Hello again, we're back. And thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Latitude Photography Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about a couple of things. And the first item up for bid is this idea of leave no trace. You know, when we're heading out to the wilderness, and I would hope anyway that as a photographer, our goal is to do what we can to respect the land and respect the people who might own land around these uh, public lands. And of course, respect the public lands because other folks are going to come along behind us as well. And so I wanted to focus a little bit on the leave no trace Center for Outdoor Ethics and their seven principles that they have. And certainly I would need to also throw out there, this is a a copyrighted uh, list of principles, but this kind of has come about because recently in in my circles of of people online and and, uh, some other conversations, that kind of a thing, uh, it's there's been a lot of talk about photographers and going to the places that they love and uh, shooting pictures, of course, sharing them. And that just increases the popularity of a place. And that can certainly be a problem where photographers potentially can do way more damage than they might expect that they're doing or that they might have intended to do. And so these uh, seven principles that we're talking about here, it's just a way to make us think about and maybe plan ahead a little bit and just be more thoughtful about the impact that we have when we're going out shooting. Because I don't know about you, but I'm very appreciative of the fact that there's so many beautiful landscapes still available to go out and shoot and so many great old historic towns to travel to and and shoot and experience and just soak it all in. But that requires, you know, that the people before us have respected that in that we're not going to destroy it or at least do what we can to help preserve it a little bit, at least, if not a lot of it. So I want to drive you over to and head you on over to the Leave No Trace uh, website, and that is at lnt.org. So that's just the letters LNT for Leave No Trace. .org. You know, the Center for Outdoor Ethics, they have a great website that's got really a lot of great resources. And they even have classes and resources if you uh, were to, you know, take it on and, and kind of develop some classes and things for kids, things for adults to, to grab onto this. But what I wanted to look at was what they call their seven principles. And again, it is uh, their copyrighted item. And so I want to um, certainly respect that. But I also read their policies and uh, they certainly allow folks to talk about it because, you know, that's their idea. They want to get the word out and they want to uh, make sure that people are being thoughtful when they head out into the outdoors. And for us, of course, it's usually photography related. The first principle is plan ahead and prepare. It probably seems fairly simple, uh, but it's amazing how many people don't plan ahead and don't prepare. There have been several times where I've seen in the news people either get injured or even lose their life. And that is one of the most sad things ever. I live in Southeast Washington and just this last month, two people have passed away at one of the 
best state parks in the in their area in the whole state of Washington, and that is uh, Palouse Falls. And one fellow, he, uh, he was actually already down in the bowl. It's this canyon of Basalt Canyon. The the water uh, comes in. It falls 198 feet. And he was uh, swimming in the pool and and got a little too close, I guess you could say, to the the deluge of water. And uh, he didn't make it out. And that's um, you know obviously not photographic related, but still it's a planning ahead kind of a thing, preparing, thinking to yourself, you know, this is tons of water uh, coming over and if we were planning ahead and we're aware of what we're getting ourselves into, um, maybe some of that kind of a thing, uh, I, you know, and I don't know all the, the particulars in that situation and, and I want to be sensitive there. Uh, and then there was another one who was at the top and he ended up falling off the edge. And that has happened last year. I, I remember someone doing that as well. It's just something about understanding these these places are are very dangerous potentially sometimes it may be as along the coast i've seen people going way too far uh close to the uh either the edge of the where the waves are pounding in uh maybe they're going to get deluged in themselves with some seawater and pot potentially washed out to sea looking up tide tables those kinds of things get something so you can prepare yourself and and you go into it with a bit more knowledge uh than you may have gone uh, before and if you are just kind of going off the cuff well you know and you're just exploring and experimenting that's certainly something too that's always fun to do but being careful and a little uh a little more conscientious of, of these things is something i want to encourage you guys to be thinking about uh the second of the seven principles maybe i should just read these off in a list and then i'll review so the first one plan ahead and prepare uh the second one listed here is travel and camp on durable surfaces the third one is dispose of waste properly. And the uh, next one is leave what you find. And then minimize campfire impacts, respect wildlife, and then be considerate of other visitors. And they do a great job on their website of going into some of the detail. And I'm you know, trying to do what I can to put my own uh, perspective on this uh, issue. And so, uh, again, get to the website and take a look at it for yourself and see what they're um, see how they're uh, addressing these issues as well. And again, all the other resources that they have. It's just there's a lot of things there, which is great. Uh, this idea of travel and camp on durable surfaces. You know, this I think we see this a lot in national parks where they're basically telling you, please absolutely stay on the trail. Uh, I've seen this a lot, or the few times I've been there at Yellowstone, where people can easily mar the landscape. And it is ruined for years, potentially, simply because it takes a really long time for it to, to grow back or whatever the case is with the, the surface of whatever they're walking on or leaning up against, that kind of a thing. And, you know, if you're going to the backcountry and you're camping, there's obviously some ideas there on uh, how far you should be away from a river for cooking your food and, and those kinds of things. So uh, be, be thoughtful and considerate of that as well. This next one of dispose of waste properly. Uh, certainly if you're out backpacking and camping, you've got your own waste that you're producing. But really, what about just the trash? You know, if you're going to take it out there with you, you should bring it back with you and not just uh, litter. I think I think that one is hopefully ingrained in most people's minds. Leave what you find. This one for me uh, can be a little more of a challenge. Not that I'm trying to pick everything up and uh, take it with me back home. That's not my problem, but... For me, it's really tempting, and I've done it uh, in areas that are not uh, considered so sensitive, but it's really tempting to maybe 
yank a, gla a blade of grass or otherwise pull a twig out because it's it's um it's so annoying to see or something like that but basically that kind of a thing you know according if you're going to try and, and follow these leave no trace principles definitely that is something that would be considered a no-no and if you're in a, a sensitive area like a national park a state park you should probably find another composition if something like that is really bucking you i'm going to say find another composition uh, when I'm not in a sensitive area, I, for myself, you know, I'll, I'll give myself a little bit more license to do some of those things. But uh, when it comes to when I'm at uh, a park, you know, I find myself respecting it, uh, those guidelines. Uh, and that's how I should say it is. It is a guideline here, uh, not necessarily considered a requirement. Of course, the individual parks may have requirements, but these are principles or guidelines here. Uh, minimize campfire impacts is the next one. And I think that can... Uh, you know, go a long way for, again, those that are getting out there in the wilderness, maybe you were even just doing some uh, car camping. That's something to think about too, because if you're doing a big bonfire, uh, that kind of a thing, I, I don't know. For me, I ask myself, do I really need it? I love a small fire myself and uh, something to keep me warm for an hour or two at night if, as I'm winding down from the day. And when you're done, definitely douse it out so you don't run the risk of having some kind of uh, wildfire going on. Uh, the idea, next one, the principle of respect wildlife. That's something that, at least for me, as uh, from, a, from a young lad, I guess that was just ingrained in my uh, psyche as well. And I hope it is for most everyone, uh, for everyone that's listening. And that is to say, there's a reason why we don't approach the bears. We don't approach the moose or whatever it is that we're trying to photograph. Uh, we need to respect the, and give the distance that they that they need, and of course that we need for our own safety as well. But what about the friendly little critters? You know, the little squirrels, or the birds, or something along those lines. Quite frankly, not feeding them is respecting them, uh, because we don't want them to become dependent on uh, the next visitor and the next visitor. And I've seen that happen in, for instance, down at Wallawa State Park. Uh, the deer, uh, when I was a in my early 20s anyway, the deer were very friendly and just always came up to you. They'd eat out of your hand. But the state, it seems to me, the last time I visited, the last couple of times I visited, the state has clamped down on that practice and the deer are actually not as approachable. And that's one sense, well, it's kind of sad, but I'm actually pretty happy about that because the wildlife, it needs to stay wild in, for, in order for it to be uh, considered special. And, that, and that's um, a good thing, I think. And then the last one, be considerate of other visitors. This is the one where I kind of started out talking. Think about the photographers that are coming after you uh, as you're walking through and you're planting your tripod down. You know, hopefully all you leave is the tiniest of impressions from your tripod legs. Maybe it means taking off your spikes or maybe it means uh, not extending your tripod so far. Watching out for the rocks that you might be, you know, if you're bracing it up against a, a large rock or something like that maybe that's going to be the next person's composition, you know, and if you would go and scratch up that rock, that would probably be a bad thing. So be considerate of other visitors, uh, most definitely. Not just the the photographers that are coming by after you, but really it's all about the photographers or other people that aren't even shooting that are there at the same time as you. I've seen countless times where people are just kind of, photographers are just kind of walking out there and they just kind of waltz in front of somebody and they have no thought about the people behind them. Uh, but I've also seen people who uh, come up on a situation or come up on a scene 
And they just start huffing and puffing and be like, oh, those people need to move out of my scene. And they get all ticked off about it. You know, my approach is to look at it and say, well, first off, I'm going to try and be patient. Certainly, I want to be able to execute my vision and I want to be able to sometimes get it without people. But there's another thing that says, well, what if the people actually make the scene? I've done this myself several times to where I'm waiting patiently, but, you know, not getting all huffy puffy, but I'm patiently waiting and I'm saying, boy, I wish they would move out of the way. And then finally it dawns on me, you know, this is the picture right here. The fact that there actually is people here why didn't I see this before? And then I'll, when they do finally move, I, I take the picture of them without it and I get back home. The picture with them in it is actually better anyway. So sometimes it can work and you don't have to get all aggravated at the people and say, Hey, you're in my shot. Get out of the way. Cause that just means you're a rude photographer and you're setting a bad precedent for other photographers that will come after you and, uh, either be shooting that same thing or those people may experience otherwise. And, we just want to do what we can to, I guess it boils down to kind of sort of being friendly in the outdoors and being respectful and not getting bent out of shape. If for some reason we don't uh, get our way or get the, get the shot that we want. This is just a snippet. It's the seven principles, uh, copyright 1998 by the leave no trace center for outdoor ethics. Find their website at lnt.org. And you know, there's so much more on their website. So please definitely check it out. And you can learn more for yourself. Maybe you can download some of their materials and you can talk about it amongst your friends, your family, that kind of a thing. And there's one last thing as far as my own uh, perspective on this too. And that is to encourage people to respect private property. Many times some of the public lands that we go to is either adjacent to or surrounded by private property. And I know for myself, I can't tell you the countless images I've missed out on because quite frankly, I've missed out on them simply because I've seen that no trespassing sign. And I'm the kind of person that says, you know, I shouldn't be going there. I would really like to see what's around that corner. I want to see what's on that land. Or I've heard someone say there's this great feature there. Uh, But if I see that sign and it says no trespassing and I don't have permission, that's definitely going to be something that I will usually be respecting. I'm not saying I'm completely innocent either, though. Sometimes I've actually gone in, I've shot something, and then I come out and then I see the no trespassing sign and I'm like, oh, wish I had seen that on the way in. But if I see it on the way in, certainly that's something I want to um, be respectful of as well. So, you know, again, the main idea is if you see that it's private land and it's clearly marked, just be respectful of that landowner's wishes. And hopefully you can find somewhere else to create your next masterpiece. All right, that was just a quick idea there on the Leave No Trace principles and doing what we can to respect the outdoors and the really any place. It doesn't have to just be the outdoors. It's somewhere, whether you're traveling to to Hong Kong or you're going to uh, Plitvis Lakes, anything like that, it's, it's just something for respecting the place, respecting others, that kind of thing. This episode is brought to you by WeTransfer.com. Did you know that 40 million people use WeTransfer to send and receive files every month? And since day one, they've devoted 30% of their ad space to showcasing creative people from around the world, from musicians to photographers to illustrators and even robotic textile creators, whatever that is, and also podcasters like us. That's cool. So in that spirit, we're skipping the rest of this 60-second ad and getting right to the podcast. WeTransfer.com. You make WeTransfer. 
Now I'd like to talk about my gear giveaway. I'm thrilled to have this podcast back on its own feed. And to celebrate, I'm having a gear giveaway. And actually, some of the things aren't even gear. There's a software and there's a Skype session. But anyway, there's a there's a post on my website. Uh, and this is actually the LatitudePhotographyPodcast.com website that gives you all the information. But of course, I'm going to run through all this information as well. Certainly, uh, most of you folks are understanding and, and you're, you're aware of the transition from improved photography to master photography podcast group. And so that's where me and Brian McGuckin, uh, he went off and is rebooting the idea of Thoughts on Photography podcast. And that's going to be a great podcast when he brings that back. Uh, like myself, he is a teacher. And so uh, he'll probably be bringing that back this summer. He's got a lot of organizing to do to make that happen. And then, uh, you know, for right now, you're probably uh, listening to this on the Master Photography podcast feed. But as uh, as we transition through June and into July, there's going to be a time where we fully transition these individual podcasts only onto our individual feeds. And so that's something that I wanted to celebrate with my Latitude podcast feed coming back and uh, being rebooted, as it were. If you want to know a little more about that, listen to my introduction uh, episode. And certainly there's Photo Taco that you'll want to look up and uh, resubscribe to. And then let's not forget Portrait Session, uh, where Connor and Erica are doing a fantastic job on that, talking about portraits. And they're doing a very interesting thing where they're going to effectively create series of different topics to talk about. And doing several episodes in that series and doing a nice deep dive, that's kind of intriguing to me. I don't think I can do that with this one or, or would want to, but that idea is actually kind of intriguing to me. So I like that and what they're doing there. So that's pretty cool. So let's talk about this gear giveaway and what's going on uh, with this. It's called Product Giveaway. It's just on that website, latitudephotographypodcast.com. And there's three ways to enter. You can subscribe to the podcast and submit the proof of subscription. I'll get to the details in a moment. You can subscribe to my email list. And I'll, again, I'll get to the details in a moment. Or you can listen to this episode itself and listen to this secret phrase. And the secret phrase is coming up right now. It is summer fun. And now let's talk about the prizes. I'm so thrilled that I was able to get a couple of bags from Mindshift Gear and Think Tank Photo. They allowed me to test out the Exposure 15. I also have the Exposure 13, uh, but that's not part of the giveaway. Uh, and then the part of the giveaway is Urban Disguise 40. Uh, the Exposure 15 and 13, that's their new bags that they just released, I don't know, maybe a month ago now. And the one that I'm giving away is the 15. It's a little bit on the larger side. Uh, you know, compared to the 13. It holds a 15-inch notebook computer along with all your camera gear. I have it in the solar flare color, and that has a nice orange rim around the lid. And these bags are really cool. I'm going to do a more in-depth review on them in a, just a little while in a future episode, but it is, it's built to really protect your gear really well. And so I'm uh, going to utilize for myself, I'm going to use a 13 for myself, but comparing that, uh, if you've listened to the, the previous episodes when they were uh, out there and available, um, I, I, you know, I shoot with a Tenba DNA 13 and I really do like that bag a lot. This bag finally is one that gives it a run for its money and it does really good at protecting the gear. And 
they did really well with making it weatherproof and then it also has a rain a rain sleeve or you know thing that it that goes over it when i was in croatia last september i had uh, an absolute downpour of rain and even with the rain sleeve uh, my camera gear still got a little bit moist and so i'm tempted to go ahead and try these uh, bags out and just toss them in the shower and see how they do uh, with with just a deluge of water on them but anyway so the exposure 15 that's the first bag that is going to a listener. I have it here and I will ship it out once we uh, once we get the winner determined. The Urban Disguise 40, that holds a 13 inch computer. So it, it is a little bit smaller than the Exposure 15, but it also, it's by Think Tank. It looks really smart, looks great in most business uh, type situations. And that is also really well, it's a solidly built uh, bag as well. And so I've got the Urban Disguise 40. And then my friend Greg Benz from Lumenzia, he is helping out by giving away a copy of Lumenzia. That's for luminosity masking. I've not been able to dive into that because, my goodness, I, this quarter I've got over 100 students uh, between four classes. In fact, it's, a, it's 103 students, no, 107 students between three of my classes. And then I have one class that's only six students, and it's just like, I bet you can guess which is my favorite class. So anyway, uh, super busy this quarter. I just haven't been able to dive into the Lumenzia as much as I would like, but I still use it and I'm actually teaching it in my digital imaging class. So it's uh, a great tool for doing luminosity masking and you might get a free copy. So thank you, Greg, for that. Look him up at gregbensphotography.com and you can see uh, some of the items there that he's got for the luminosity masking. And then, of course, my company, BrentRentsLenses.com. I've got a $50 discount code that you might be able to win. Uh, that will have an expiration date. Uh, I will be able to uh, get that information to you when I email it out to you. My final one, I'm actually going to do two sessions of 30 minutes of Skype. And if you need help with anything, photographically speaking, I'll be happy to help you out, whether it's just some advice for shooting something, or maybe it's something in Photoshop or Lightroom, uh, you'd be able to share your screen and I can walk you through it and tell you, uh, you know, what my approach would be with something. Uh, so we'll be able to connect for 30 minutes and I'll help you out with whatever you want. And if you really even want to do it as a portfolio review, we could do that where I would have you uh, send me some images beforehand and then um, via email or something like that. And then we'd be able to talk about it during that session. So please note I'm giving away two sessions of that. So that means two of you will have 30 minutes each, which I think will be great. Hopefully you'll uh, grab onto that. And with that idea, I want to uh, draw your attention to my personal website, brentbergherm.com. And that is where under the workshops tab, I'm going to actually toss in uh, some Skype sessions. Uh, they'll start at hour-long sessions, and then we can also have some discounts for, for multiple uh, sessions. So like if you wanted to do an hour a week for two weeks or three weeks or four weeks or whatever the case is, we'd be able to schedule something like that and get you taken care of along those lines. All right, so here come the instructions for entering. That is subscribe to the podcast. Now, in order for doing that, I'm going to need you to send me uh, via email uh, your proof of subscription. And if you're on the iPhone or if you're in iTunes, you know, you could, you should be able to find a way how to uh, show that you are subscribed and that uh, you can take a screen capture of that and simply email it to me. 
on the iPhone once you see it on your screen. All you got to do is hit the home button and the power button on the top, or if it's on the side or whatever, you've got one of the monster phones. Uh, hit those two buttons at the same time, and it will take a screen capture. You could then email that to me at Brent, that's B-R-E-N-T, at latitudephotographypodcast.com. So that's kind of a long one, Brent at latitudephotographypodcast.com. And just one entry per person, please, on this. And then you'd be able to uh, have the first entry. So subscribe to the podcast and submit proof of that, though. Uh, if it's not obvious in the item that you submit, uh, it may disqualify your entry. So uh, I will be looking for that. So please uh, do that, uh, showing that proof of subscription. There might be other podcasters that you're listening to besides Apple Podcasts. Uh, you might be listening on Android or on the Google Play or you might be on Stitcher. Uh, I'm, there's also a, a service called TuneIn that I just put the um, put the podcast on. So it, whatever it is, as long as there's an option for actually doing a subscription, uh, I know there's Overcast and a few others. Uh, if you can actually show and it says, yes, this is subscribed, then you're good to go. And I noticed if you're on iTunes on the computer, you actually would have to show the list of your normal list and then there's a separate list below that says not subscribed. So as long as you can show that and that you're just in the normal list, then you're going to be good to go. All right, the next way to enter is to subscribe to my email list. And you can do this on either website. And so that's going to be at latitudephotographypodcast.com or brentbergham.com. At the bottom of the page, on each page, so it's in the footer, you'll see a box. And it has a little place for you to plug in your email. And so it starts out with get notified and then you plug in your email, then you hit the button that says, yes, I'm interested. And that will put you on my standard email subscription list. And when you do that, what you could expect is just to say, occasionally I'm going to be sending out some updates or sending out some kind of educational material or sending out something along those lines. In fact, I should also give you a little kind of a sneak preview or a hint or a teaser or whatever. This summer, I'm actually looking at creating... Uh, I guess you could call it a framework for creating an educational website uh, for photography and digital imaging. Uh, I've been teaching this stuff at a university for 11 years, and I would love to bring it to a wider audience. And so I plan to start, you know, testing the waters with something like that. And so when that releases, I'll be able to certainly announce that on this email. So if you're interested in something like that, get on the email list and those types of things, whether it's just a little tidbit of saying, hey, here's an idea I thought you might be interested in, photographically speaking, or maybe it's a major thing. Those kinds of ideas will be coming out in the neighborhood of maybe twice a week or twice a week. Why did I say that? In the neighborhood of maybe twice a month, but more frequently, more, man, I'm really messing up. More like once a month. Uh, right now, especially, I couldn't even pull anything together. So, uh, but during the summer, once a month, uh, once every two weeks, that kind of a thing is the the frequency we're looking at there. And then we talked about that secret phrase. You had, you emailed again to me, uh, same email address, Brent at latitudephotographypodcast.com. And on this one, if you would please put in the subject line, secret phrase. The secret phrase is summer fun. So if you can just email that to me directly, again, brent at latitudephotographypodcast.com. This will not put you on any email list. The only reason I would ever send something back to you is simply to let to notify you 
that you won. So this is the the easiest way uh, to enter without committing to anything. You don't have to, to subscribe to the podcast. You don't have to subscribe to my email list. Of course, I hope you would consider doing that. But if you didn't want to do those things and you're just um, wanting to enter this way, you're absolutely more than welcome to. So summer fun, just email that to me and we'll get you entered as well. Of course, you can enter all three ways. So you get three entries, uh, but only one entry per person per uh, form of entry, I guess I could say. Oh boy, this has been so long, hasn't it? Thank you for surviving through. Uh, There's some small print uh, that I need to talk about, and that is the details or the terms. Only one entry per person for each entry option, please. This is open to those residing in the 50 U.S. states and District of Columbia. If you're in the military and you have uh, and you are stationed overseas, I would absolutely love for you to enter if you have a U.S. based shipping address, especially if it involves uh, one of these um, one of these bags that we're going to be shipping out. Uh, That would be great for you to um, have a U.S. based shipping address so I could send it to that one product per winner. So how this is going to work is if you are the first winner I'm going to contact you and I'm going to give you 48 hours to respond back to me. But when I contact you, I'm going to say, all right, of these five, actually technically six, but of these five items that you can choose from, which one do you want? And if you wanted that exposure 15, you just tell me that's what you want. Boom, it's in the mail. No big deal. The next person then I'll email and then I'll say, okay, the exposure 15 was taken or again, whichever was taken by the first person. And then you get the choice of whatever's left. And then the third person, again, gets the choice of whatever's left. It could take potentially a week to get or more to get all these things given away. But that's how I plan on doing it. And I have the details on the website there for the terms at the bottom of the page. If you get that email, please respond within 48 hours. If you don't, I'll just go to the next one and you'll be disqualified uh, from that. And uh, maybe I'd still let you have it, you know, choice of of what's left but you know if you're too long you might just be completely disqualified and so each winner will have 48 hours and check your spam folder for sure all entries must be in by 11:59 p.m pacific standard time june 17 2018 and the winner selections will start on or about june 18 of 2018 so that's the the day after that will do that and winners will agree to have their first name and state region uh, slash region announced on the podcast and in the show notes and then winners will be announced here on the podcast either in late june or early july and then there's some restrictions of who can actually uh, be eligible to win so basically if you know me personally or if you've worked with me uh, or if you're involved in any shape way or form with improved photography website such as the writers contributors etc or master photography podcast you're not going to be winning prizes. I hope you still subscribe, but you're not going to be winning prizes. And then again, just a reminder, there's two of those Skype sessions. So you get to choose only one prize each, but two of you will get a Skype session. So there you have it. The ways to enter the prizes that Exposure 15, Urban Disguise, Lumenzia version 5, a $50 discount code and 30 minutes of a Skype session. Uh, there you have it. And then, of course, subscribing to the podcast, subscribing to my email list, or listen for that secret phrase, which is summer fun. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I'm thrilled to have you along for the journey. Until next time, happy shooting.
looking it up now. Blah, blah, blah. Oops, I misspelled it. <laughs> uh, let's not forget that F. Ta -da -da -da. 